Hey, hey, everybody, it's Tim Gillette back here with another episode of the Tim Gillette Show. So now we get to meet someone new. I love it when I get to meet new people. So uh, today's guest is Dr. Carol Joyce. Again, another connection through people I know and getting to find out who they are on, on air is one of the coolest things in the world. So I just had a pre-show chat with her. She's ready to go. She seems more energetic than me. Uh, hey, this is going to be a fun, fun show today. So let's bring the Dr. Carol Joyce on and find out about her. Hi, Carol. Hello. How are you doing, Tim? It's so good to be with you and with your listeners. This is a new experience for me as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. Cool. Cool. So, well, first of all, Carol, I mean, where, where are you in the world? All right, let's find out. Let me find out the basics. Okay. For, yeah. All right. Well, right now, you look around here, I'm in a Shaker house up in the Berkshires, but I actually am based in New York City. I've been there for over 35 years. Uh, but because of the COVID, uh, about seven weeks ago, I decided that um, that I would uh, take a refuge here and be able to do my work from here. I have a little country house. It's an old Shaker house. And uh, so I'm able to get fresh air and speak to my people and be with people like you and your listeners and uh, be able to uh, experience COVID, but from a safe distance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, we actually said, my wife and I, that if we had the we had a uh, like a motorhome, we'd be yeah. going, we'd be high, we'd be hiked out in a, in a in a national park someplace in a corner with that motorhome and this stuff. Where because, are you now, Tim? Huh? Where are you, where are you located? We are in the city of Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Okay, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, which it didn't hit as bad here in Dallas as it did like New York, Los oh, Angeles, yeah. areas like that. Yes. Um, and but still, it's a city. So you got city recommendate city things along with it. Like, you know, like my local Starbucks, you only could go through drive through for the longest time. They switched it today to where now they're letting you order with the app and then they'll, you can pull up. Oh, the interesting. Walk it out to you. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's getting, I mean, it's, it, things are changing, but still, I mean, if I had my choice, yeah, yes. I would have went to the mountains or something yeah. to hide, you know what I mean? To, just to, to relax and, and be away from people you know, be away from where, I, you know, I could easily contract it. Well, so. this is the thing that, you know, I was on the top floor. I have a, a place with a terrace, which I love. Uh -huh. uh, and I've had it for many years. I've been there many years, but going up and down in the elevator and the number of contacts would just made it, uh, you know, not feasible for me to stay there. But I love New York. I'm a very loyal New Yorker. I've spent many years there. I got my education at NYU. I love the people, the theater, the opera. And I send anybody who has a relative in New York lots of love because these people are so terrific. They're unbelievably wonderful. And they have fed and nurtured me and been with me in creative fields. So I'm deeply grateful. And I'm also grateful I'm here in this nature-based place. I really am. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I grew up in Pocono, you know, so it wasn't that far from you. Yes, yes. I know the Poconos well. Rock in Pennsylvania. Um, and actually, uh, one of one of my mom and dad's neighbors actually still lived in Brooklyn uh, and, and would come out there on the weekends. Um, and it's, you know, it, you know, I knew New York because I was always, always, you know, going to visit. But like uh, for us, it was a, 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 a daily, you know, go out for one day, come back. <laughs> for most people, it's that. And for yeah. most of my family. <laughs> family of origin it's like why do you live there 
Well, no, we did, um, you know, a couple of times I would do with my, my daughter through the years, like we come up, uh, you know, for the, the Macy's parade, you, you know, yeah. you get a hotel, you stay for the parade, you're done. You, you know what I mean? You go back to your hotel right. and you wait till the following day to go home. You know, right. um, we did uh, several times we did the lighting of the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. That's wonderful. You know? That's a nice experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great experiences you have. But like, you know, there's experiences in, in this country, like, you know, I mean, I've done stuff in, in, in um, Denver, Colorado, that there's festivals they have, Seattle, Washington, Los Angeles, yes. even here in Texas, you know, I mean, going to Houston or San Antonio, all right, is great things in, in New Orleans, same thing. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the world has got, it's, it, the, each place has its own excitement. That's right. very true. Yeah. That's and very true. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you had, you had your excitement or you love where you're at, so. Um, but anyway, so let's talk to, talk to my listeners about what you do and how you help people. Okay. Well, uh, actually I'm a psychotherapist. Originally I did a lot of dream work and Jungian work for many years. And I'm also a hypnotherapist and I have done uh, hypnosis with a lot of younger people, younger women. Uh, my people that I've worked with over the years have changed as I have changed and work has changed. Um, but my basic thing was uh, initially a lot of deep dream work, and it, those dreams allowed me in my own journey to negotiate life in a wonderful way and to feel like I've been able to live out so many parts of myself. And that taught me that that's what people really want is to be able to live out these seeds that are in them of creativity and wonder and things that are uh, hidden away sometimes and that can come up and they can actualize them. And I'm very good at helping young women uh, in different transition periods of their life to actualize the talents that they have. So I have a lot of creatives come to me, um, people that are in film and theater and the arts, um, authors. I had one time I had like 10 professors, they come in groups, somehow or other I attract these tribes, one tells the other and, and they come. Uh, and the way that I work is, is a deep inner work. Uh, and there is some coaching with people that are younger because they need to have other resources and, and direction. But I'm a firm believer that we all have things that we know about ourselves if we are listening in and conscious of them. Uh, that those secret desires, those secret dreams, uh, that if you can tap into them and separate out from some of the beliefs that you have taken in from other generations uh, and, um, and from <laughs> advertising, then you can be the person that you're here to be and to live out your purpose because mm -hmm. that makes you feel terrific. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what I do. And I do it primarily individually, but I have done over the years workshops like on the conscious feminine, particularly with uh, women, because I feel um, the whole need for them to begin to know their value and that uh, to get comfortable with being visible as they are, their authentic self, and being able to say it, to be vocal. Mm -hmm. And um, some of that came from my inner work and some of it actually I, I did theater myself. I learned, I took voice lessons because these were my dreams. I took voice lessons with a great guy for a number of years, a guy named John Mace. 
And um, uh, I didn't know I could sing, but same as I would tell my people, well, let's see if that's a dream, go get a voice lesson, let's see how it works out. Because I was having dreams of musical notes flying out windows and I didn't know what it was about. And then once I started to sing, I started to write songs. The next thing I knew, you know, um, I'm going uh, writing a play. So you you get pulled into that thread of your life. Mm-hmm. You get joy with it. You are lucky, and you know what you have to do. You don't have no one has to tell you. You know it. You go for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you know. What who would you say is the ideal person that that uh, that needs your 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 services or who your who's your ideal client right now? My ideal client right now is a woman between thirty and fifty mm-hmm. who uh, is in transition, has lived out some part of her life. Sometimes she's successful financially, but she's unable to have a relationship. Sometimes she's embroiled in relationships that are dysfunctional and really wanting a home, family has. For- um, fertility issues and really wants to have a child, all the conflicts of the feminine and not sufficient support. And she's satisfied maybe in her financial aspect of her life or in her company, but in her personal life, it's very lacking and empty. So getting this balance, this container that fits the feminine, that is a, a, a mirror, can help her to see herself to visualize how she wants to be and to be able to speak that and to know the joy of that uh, because there's been a lot of violence directed against women in, over the centuries. It's not just now. And there's been, you know, more appreciation of her and she's appreciating herself more, but sometimes it's at a great cost. Mm-hmm. And so my, my passion is to have the authentic feminine, both in women and in men, you know, men like yourself, the feminine energy, to have more room for it, a little more space, mm-hmm. a little more time, because that's the thing with the feminine. It's not a fast paced thing. A baby takes nine months. Yeah, yeah. It takes nine months. And to have a dream actually takes about that time. You can't rush it. Yeah. You can have ideas of it. You can have urges that say it's got to happen now, but for something to grow integrally, it needs a period of time. So, I mean, let's just take that idea. I mean, of some of the women who want, uh, you know what I mean? They want, they want kids. All right. They want a child. They want someone to, to bring up, Uh, you you know, that, 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 that's a great thing to want, but it can become a struggle for so many women and and how are you helping them? Um, you know, other than the usual to get pregnant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't I think you help them with that part. You can get them pregnant, but I give resources. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't tell your wife that. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, I mean, what are some areas that you're helping them in to get to get through that? Because that's that 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 could be a very difficult thing emotionally i mean what are some key things that you're helping them there okay all right the key thing actually one of the most key things is the why you want to have that child because in some cases the child is really you some young part of you that never got nurtured and to put all this effort into 
conceiving or getting a child, that really isn't for that other human being coming into life, but more for this unmet need that you have to be loved, be cherished, to have some fun times, to be sat in somebody's lap and taken places, all the things that a little child represents. So it's to explore all of that with someone, to know what's the big why about having this child? Why is it so meaningful? Other than they don't want to be alone. That's mm -hmm. not a great reason <laughs> to have a child. But the thing with the feminine too, is that it's such an overpowering physical need especially in those 30s, the late 30s, mm -hmm. it becomes a drive that distracts you from everything else. And so unless there is something else that can be a baby for you, a creative project or something that has great meaning to you and you know what your purpose is, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, then you might really have to go for that and think through very carefully if you're having that child, all of the things that go with that financially, time, the love of that child that you have to be in a very selfless ability and ability to take care of all that. And that when, when they get the realities of all that and very clear, they make a much better choice. Mm -hmm. And some choose to proceed with it, some do not. And then sometimes it comes to, it's not a child, they want a relationship, but they're afraid to enter into relationship uh -huh. because they've had bad experiences. So you need to work then on the relational aspect. Well, what would it be to have somebody love and cherish you? What are the beliefs that you have that keep you from moving toward meeting someone? Is that an impossibility in your mind? So those kinds of conversations and the, and the hope of that it's not just you're bad and you're being punished because you don't have one and everybody else like they have one. And you know, sometimes you have to be very frank. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you see a lot of young women with a carriage, a dog, a bottle, cell phones. There's no being with any one thing. It's yeah. a multiplicity of this. And the child is talking to itself or on a phone, on a, a cell phone. <laughs> is that having a child? Yeah. Is that doing what you want? Is that the nurturing that you want? Yeah. To be seen that way or to be that way, to really have the relational part of being with that little baby. Oh. And, you know, you, you brought up something about, you know, I mean, being in the, in the relationship. All right. Um, you know, there was a period in time in my life, you know, what I mean, uh, uh, that I went through a period where I was, I was like four years. I was like, I'm not dating anybody. I'm just I'm out I'm taking a break. <laughs> Yes. And some, some, some people, they, they need that to find out who they are. Do you help mm -hmm. with that? Yes. Yes. I, I've done over time and occasionally I put them together groups actually for people that have this, if they need a break, they need a break from an, uh, a deep intimate relationship to focus on themselves and what it is they really want and to be feel their authentic need, but in relationship to other people. It doesn't have to be totally alone. You can be with other people and be intimate by how you speak and yeah. how you connect. Yeah. And you got to get rid of the shame. You know, it's like Brene Brown talks about, you know, you can't have shame that covers all the emotions. But you fill up when you tell people who you are mm -hmm. and how you feel. And you feel connected to this world that you're not alone on this planet. 
And a little baby coming in isn't going to meet that big need. It's not going to meet that need. It's a wonderful thing. And I love babies. I love my grandchildren. It does not fill that need. You have to fill that. Um, And and I have to think how many times I've actually seen where – uh, you know what I mean? I've I've seen girls who like they want a baby, but like the man is like just the thing to help them get it there. They don't care about the man. So it's like you're you're building half the relationship just to get the thing you want, and then you're just discard what helped you get it. Um, do you find that uh, uh, an area that you have to work with girls and go, hey, you know, sometimes it takes a community to build this. This isn't just you. Yes, yes. Well, when there's that, that's a control factor, and that you know is the, uh, it comes in. I'm sorry you've had that experience, Tim, if that's ever happened to you. No, it's, uh, it's but yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that most of my relationships were, they were a mutual relationship during the time. And then there became a time that they just were not. Just didn't work for you. Okay. And do you have children yourself? I do. I have a 31 year old daughter and a wow. 27 and, and 34 year old stepson. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I have stepchildren. I have three stepchildren. I married a man who had the kids. I didn't have children myself, but he had them. So um, they're a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I do work with these young women. And part of it is that that uh, that need to control the time in their life. There's something about trying to make up for it. And sometimes it's uh, you can you can get that. But then you will have a marriage that is a, a very uh, problematic Mm-hmm. You can have that. You can make that choice, but it will be problematic and it will come out in your behavior with your partner and with your child. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you're able to tolerate and uh, hold your anxiety about not getting what you want in life and being able to talk about that, you have a better chance of beating somebody who might see your vulnerability and actually find it attractive. You might find someone who also has that desire. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't want to be controlled and then discarded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. None of us want that, actually. Yeah, I just, I just I've seen it, Carol, and I just I had to ask. I mean, I know it has yeah. not happened to me, and I'm very fortunate, but I've yes. seen it happen, and I, you know, I mean, I've known friends who've had it happen to them. Yes, uh, and I've known friends who have done it. Yes, to people. So, um, and it, it is. It's just, I mean, and, and I was wondering, you know, in your opinion, whether, whether that was like, okay, this is an issue you need to work on. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. well, it was definitely come up when I when I see it as a control factor. Uh, is this really what you want in life? You you can try and control this, but it's it's not going to go away. That yeah. feeling of because it's really not that baby represents something for you uh, about not being alone. It's more important than the person that you're with. You're going to do the same thing to your child later mm-hmm. on down the thing. That will become an object. Yeah. No yeah. one wants to be an object. Yeah. How do you feel when you're treated like an object or, you know, and women have felt that a lot of times. So sometimes you get women uh, who are successful or financially or whatever, and they feel like, okay, I just want to have a kid. And uh, it doesn't matter that much, but this is all about the not honoring the vulnerability and the spaciousness and the need for love that we all have and that we can't control it. All we can do is try and be in it and be as authentic as an authentic woman and an authentic guy. Mm-hmm. But it's the woman's body. She needs to really hold that. And there's a great um, fear of not getting um, that. I see a lot in young women. There's a fear that somehow or other they'll miss out. 
because, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I also see it, and, and Carol is, is like, you know what I mean? The, the, the man or the woman who, uh, you know, they, they, they feel they need the, the relationship, a relationship with someone to be complete. So like, you know what I mean? They're, they're, it's almost like they're searching for an emptiness in themselves and they think they're going to complete it in finding a man or a woman to solve that problem. Yeah. Yes. How do you deal with those? Well, usually it will come up in relationships. Sometimes you have to make a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. and they'll get involved and eventually they'll feel dissatisfied. Sometimes uh, there's divorce, but I think it's presenting the realities of what is your true feeling about this person and how you are with them. And are you deeply satisfied? And sometimes it's really not a person. It's your deep need for a spiritual core. There's something empty there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have this deep spiritual side to myself. And I truly believe that if, if we had that, if we had more of that, then people could tolerate the sense of being alone because you know that you are deeply loved and related to this universe in some way. Mm -hmm. You're not just some big accident that ended up here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you have that, then there's not this desperation and so much addiction uh, that somehow or other a thing, because a person or it becomes a substance. Then the relationship becomes a substance, mm -hmm. a substitute for the real sense of feeling loved. That I am enough, you are enough. Mm -hmm. I'm loved, you are loved, yeah. and here we are. Do we want to walk together through this journey of life? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It has to start with "I am enough." Yeah. Um, but I mean, and I keep thinking of scenarios, Carol, to come up with this. I mean, to get just to get your answer on this because this is so in interesting. How you help uh, people with this, you know? Uh, so, you know, the "Are you enough?" Uh, you know what I mean? Which takes me back to a male thing, which can be a female thing. <laughs> I, right? I, I love so, hearing the male thing. Come on. Know, yeah. So I'm going to address it in this way because this, this, this in today's day in society does not mean yeah. male or woman. It happens is the workaholic. <laughs> I personally am a workaholic, but yet I still have meaning in my relationships. But there are workaholics out there who are hiding from the relationships. That's why they work. Absolutely. And we address that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's very interesting because I have a little bit of a workaholic in myself. I was fortunate I married a guy who is a little bit of one. Somehow we worked it out. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm really grateful that I had that time because I enjoy my work and I enjoy people so much and figuring the puzzle of life out that I could stay there for hours. It, 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 I'm never bored, really. But you get... Uh, when when there is that much work going on, it's the thing about breath and trying to control your life and getting more and more of the external mm -hmm. as though that somehow or other will take care of all the needs and insecurities of both you, your partner, your family. It's not going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's about breath and taking space and being present and being with the anxiety of being alive. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a wonderful song in that, I think it's from Company, Stephen Sondheim, the song called Being Alive. And, you know, someone who will love me too much, someone who will, you know, take up my chair, all these things that you have to tolerate in being with another person. 
but to have the sense of being alive and being with someone in this flow that you're not out there all by yourself, just working harder and harder, somehow or other thinking this is going to make it better. And it works against you. Yeah. And if anything, it keeps you more distant and then you get angry. You're working so hard and nobody's appreciating how hard you're working. You're bringing in the bread and look at this. (laughs) And on the other hand, I do have to say this. I have a friend, actually, I just spoke with her the other night. She's a big lawyer. And in this COVID thing, I think there are five partners. They're all working at home. And she said she and the top guy had put it together that somehow or other, this was going to be a real dive in Mm -hmm. income. Actually, the opposite has happened. The guys are all working from home and they're they're producing more. They're making more money than they've ever made. But part of it is because they're able to have some time with the kids and they're surrounded with the energy of family. It's very interesting, these kinds of outcomes. Now, that's an ideal. It sounds a little ideal to me, but it's it's working for them and they're making more. And I think as we really look to the sense of um, slowing it down, enjoying the other, having the kids in a fun way where you don't have to run off all the time, because mm-hmm. after a while, it's an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with need. It's pure adrenaline and overstimulus. And the mind responds just to that. It gets into that habit pattern. And that's what you'll live out more and more of it. Because mm-hmm. we're a lot about habit. And my feeling is uh, that, you know, the software, the new software, and I thank the universe. I'm, I'm not thankful for in a way for COVID, but I'm thankful that the energy and the frequency is slowing down some. And just the way the planet was being wrapped up and choked to death, we're having to slow it down and sit and feel confined and not being able to be out there over responding to stimulus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's giving us a pause. And I think pause in life is something that's been lost. I think that's what I was talking about earlier. The nine months of a baby being born takes nine months. Yeah. yeah. And an oak tree doesn't come overnight. Yeah. It takes years for it to really be solid and grow. And so I'm hoping that this time that we have now will allow us to be with the other. And also, I don't know about you, Tim, like what's the thing you miss most right now in this time period of, besides pizza and and a coffee? No, uh, the biggest thing I miss is um, like, I'm supposed to go to an event this uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Los Angeles where I hang around with people twice a year um, and it's not happening. Yeah. Well, it's happening online, but I mean, it's, it's, not it's the okay to be online, but I want to go hang out with people, you know, hang out in the bar afterwards and, you know what yes. I mean, see all my friends and stuff like that. Because my whole world is I work from home. I do all this stuff. Then I go speak in an event. All right. I'm there for three or four days. Then it's enough. Then I yes. come back home and do my work. Yes, yes, yes. And it fills you, doesn't it? Because it's yeah. relational. Yeah. You're yeah. with people and it's fun and you know them all. You see the ones that you want to relate to. Uh, like for me, one of my uh, the thing that I really miss. I'm sitting at this u- table that my husband had made. It's a paper table that seats eight. And really, what I miss the most is having six or eight people sitting around, laughing their heads off, having dinner, 
that's really what I, I want. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want. And I think it's the humanness that people miss, that connection. And Zoom is wonderful. And I'm glad we have the technology to be able to do exactly what we're doing today. But there is something about that energetic exchange that all of us need, knowing that these are my people. This is fun sitting with them. This is life. Mm. We're eating together. We're being together. We're not just thinking together. We're we're having an experience. And um, it's a lot like, you know, I, I keep going back to that nine-month thing, that it takes a while. That baby feeds off the mother for nine months. Mm-hmm. And she and he or she, she and she are totally connected. We come in that way. We come in that way. Wow. And that's the connection mm-hmm. that yeah. we're longing for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the people who are at home right now, uh, you know, and, and they may be going through some of these issues. What is some advice that you would give to them? You know what I mean? That they can mm-hmm. handle some of their issues from home right now. Well, um, I, one of the things I think that I would uh, do a little writing, I find this very helpful. Uh, when there's conflict, when especially at home, when they're, you're, you're at home with people that you haven't been at home with, and there's a lot of emotion right now, there's a lot of emotion, and there's a lot going on because you're in quarters, at least in New York, that's a cat, maybe different in other places. But if you're not able to speak, write it out. Mm-hmm. Write out in a letter form and give it to the other person and ask them to respond in letter to you. Mm, okay. And then sit down and be with each other and just be with each other for like five minutes, hold each other's hands without even saying a word. Mm. Just sit and hold each other's hands cool. cool. so that some of that can come out in sort of a safe way. Because uh, sometimes we over speak. Yeah, this is the other thing. We're such a speaky society. Yeah. <laughs> but that th- I've always found that that thing of writing a letter, a heartfelt letter, and even if it has some anger and it doesn't really matter, just write it out. I feel this. Um, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I would like. I love you and I wish this would change. Whatever. And, and then give each other the letters and just have a moment without talking and hold each other's hands. Mm-hmm. If, if, you, if you're in your same home, if it's the COVID thing, you don't hold each other. You can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you can do this to each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, have a, we have a string we throw over the fence. The name, oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I think all sorts of creative things are going to come out of this. I'm totally convinced of it. And yeah. the other thing that I, I, I really would like people to do is just sing together. Uh-huh. Just sing. Get a song every night. Some song. I don't care if it's Elvis Presley or whoever is your favorite person. Sing a song together. Cool, cool. Just that in itself changes the atmosphere. And we need little rituals that will help us to change the atmosphere. This is part of the, the you know, in, in my work, um, of my own stuff. Um, I came from an Irish Catholic background, and so there were a lot of rigid rules and things like that, but a lot of humor in that. But what I found out in my own work was not just that I was a therapist, because I always was a chatterbox and interested in people, 
But really, I'm a Celtic bard and a songwriter and a storyteller. And um, one of the things that I, I was going to suggest, one of the gifts that I have for your people, if, if I can get my tech guy, he was supposed to put it up, I, I think it'll be there, is an excerpt from a book that I'm uh, publishing on the feminine. It's just a small excerpt, but I really like them or like your listeners to read it. And then at some point uh, to call your mother, Mother's Day is coming up and, and ask her for a story about when, what it was like when she was having you, what it was like when she was carrying you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what is the best memory she has of that first year with you. Cool. Cool. And I think that's a gift to her as well as to you. And it's the kind of thing we need story now because we're in a period of a lot of uncertainty and nobody knows what it's going to be. But there is a certainty. You came out of her womb. Even if she, you didn't come out of her womb, you came out of the energy of your mother raising you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is the story of her favorite memory, her favorite story of you in your first year? Mm-hmm. Whatever that would be. Cool. And tell her. That's a gift. You want to give her that. Cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well uh, Carol, where is a place that people can get a hold of you uh, if they want to get uh, you know, your free gift or, or connect with you on another level? Okay. I have a website, www.caroljoyce.net. And, uh, and if you opt in, in fact, if the first slide that opt in, I'm going to give a very special thing. Mm-hmm. I, I did a play off Broadway. It's on Celtic myth and parts of my life. And it's uh, I have an audio uh, CD of that. First five people will get that because it's really fun. And if you're Irish, you'll die for it. Um, and then the other is that excerpt. So it's www.caroljoyce, C-A-R-O-L-J-O-Y-C-E dot net. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think there's also a link to my music stuff on there. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. And I'd love to hear from any of you, uh, any of your insights and, and especially whatever your mother said to you. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. I'm collecting stories of the feminine. You see, I'm an older woman and I have helped raise uh, my stepchildren and my grandchildren and lots, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different people who've come to me. Mm-hmm. And I was raised in a big clan, so I know lots and lots of different feminine energies. And I have the history of the woman, I think, in the United States, in the creative areas, a lot of it. But I'm interested in what your listeners mm-hmm. have to say. I would really appreciate that. So any comments that you'd want to leave, you can tell uh, Tim or you want to leave it on my website. That's fine. I would really like that because it's of great value. And for you to voice that is of great value. It's Mm -hmm. a value to the feminine. And uh, I think we need to begin to speak about these things. It's something different than sort of the everyday Thing, uh, and what we've been told we should be mm-hmm. by advertising and what the expectation of success is, the fact that you're alive and that you're well, that somebody loves you, oh my God, we're blessed. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you know, I want to encourage everybody who's watching to go ahead and check out caroljoyce.net and uh, appreciate you, Carol, for being on the show. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. It's been an honor. <laughs> but now we come to the close where I get to actually play my game. You heard about my game, right? You didn't think you were getting away without it, did you? Oh, no, no. Listen, I grew up in a big family. Come on, bring on the game. Bring it on. There's we go. Oh, Somebody really loves life. Bring it on. Yes, do it, do it. All right. So, Carol, it's called This or That. I give you two choices. You pick which one matters to you or uh, which whatever one sounds better. All right. And every now and then okay. we get a, huh? Okay. <laughs> so I started off to find out who my techies and, 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 and geeks are, and that is Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. All right. So I'm curious. Were you the old, uh, you know, uh, Kirk or are you the new um, uh, Picard? Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> Us older people remember Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. So how about beach or mountains? Mountains. I'm in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I always like to get away in the mountains too. Um, That's would, a you rather wear, experience. Hmm? would you rather wear high heels or boots? Boots. Boots. Yes. Yeah. You don't have a pair of country Western boots, do you? I did for years wear those. In fact, I might come down to Dallas and get some because I like boots. I really like boots. I'm never, I wore high heels when I was younger. As you get older, your knees aren't quite the same, but cowboy boots hold you up. Yeah, and yeah. You, you are substantial in those boots. Yeah, I, I have a ton of pairs of them. Yeah, I, have, I think I have 12 <laughs> pairs myself. So, yeah. Um, my next one is a food choice. Would you rather have a taco or a hamburger? Tacos. Uh, I'm getting a lot of tacos today. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tacos. You're definitely tacos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in our new form of education, would you rather read a book or listen to a podcast or audiobook? I'm totally audio. Yeah. Yeah. I very, I very much love books, but I'm, t I'm an audio person. I sing, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. You, you know, Carol, when I was, I mean, in the early nineties, I drove tractor trailer for a living and we used to get like, you'd go to a truck stop and you could rent a book on tape and drop it off at another truck stop. Yeah. And, you were done. <laughs> and I remember cause it was cassette tapes in yeah. my, and that's what I would do that. I, I listened to that more than radio stations. Because they would go in and out, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love those. I have, I, I still have to set tape shows you how old I am. <laughs> I think I have one or two around here too someplace. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about this one here? Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes or no? No. Okay. I'm not going to show no. you what I have my pizza sitting right here. <laughs> Pepperoni. <laughs> um, would you rather have a glass of wine or a beer? Oh, definitely wine. Good wine. Yeah, good wine, like, you know, uh, you know, Napa or, you know what I mean? You got some wineries up there in New York? We do. We have wineries up in the Finger Lake area. Yeah. yeah. So there, And there's, some of them are very good. It's, it's more and more developed. It's not quite Napa, but it's they're good wineries. Yeah. This next one, wars, and people have fought about it on my show, just saying, and that is the toilet paper over or under on the roll? Definitely under. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are really, I mean, Carol, I've had some of the calmest people when they get to that question, it's like yeah. silent, over, under. I mean, <laughs> everyone has an opinion on. Well, you know, this whole toilet paper thing, to me, it's, it's, uh, 
it's it's a symbol of the country. I really think it's a symbol. <laughs> my, my last one here. All right. Some girls think it's weird that I ask it, but I get a lot of girls, and I've got to still ask the question. Yeah. And that is the boxers or briefs? Oh, boxers. <laughs> Definitely boxers. My husband was a boxer man, so I'm over for those. <laughs> Everybody's got a choice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> My brothers all wore the briefs, but I, I like boxes. Yep, yep. So, so uh, one more time, Carol, tell them your website in case they want to get a hold of you. All right. So, uh, my, both my audio and my video listeners can find you. All right. Okay. My website is uh, caroljoyce.net. That's C A R O L J O Y C E dot net, N E T. And you can email me at carolannjoyce at gmail. So, either one. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Well, Carol, I thank you for being on today's show and giving us your information. All right, giving us some helpful tips, you know what I mean, to help uh, deal with situations. So I appreciate that so much. All right. Thank you. It has been a joy, Tim. You're really fun to um, be on a show with. You're really fun. I like your energy and I'm very grateful. And Barbara mentioned you to me and I'm so glad I was able to do this with you. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Take care, everyone. So guys, uh, that's it for another show. All right. Uh, go follow us on YouTube. Uh, Anchor and uh, Spotify, as well as subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I'm Tim Gillette with another Tim Gillette show. We will see you next time. Bye now.